This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you. Additional terms and conditions apply. We know you're seeing all the Mother's Day gift guides everywhere. And while we usually do some didn't I just feed you version, this year we have the one perfect Mother's Day gift that works for everyone even our last-minute shoppers, mylifeinabook.com. Mylifeinabook.com is a unique service that turns the life stories of people you love into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your gift recipient a question via email. These can be pre-written questions that they provide, or you can customize the questions the way that I did for my mom. Your recipient can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. I'm really excited to be creating a book with my own mom this year, and I can't wait to hear some of her childhood memories, what it was really like raising three kids as a single mother, and how she's enjoyed becoming a grandmother, too. And when the book is done, you'll have a beautiful keepsake for her and for you too. You can even choose to have an audiobook created from the recordings. It's easy to sign up and the process is automated so you don't have to worry about missing a week. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code D-I-J-F-Y for 10% off today. Holiday baking season is upon us and, well, we're tired. (laughs) So tired. But at the same time, more than ever, we're longing for connectedness and holiday rituals that bring us closer together. While these things may seem at odds, we're here to tell you that they aren't, thanks to brands like Oregon Fruit that help make holiday baking easier. For over 85 years, bakers have trusted Oregon Fruit's canned cherries, berries, and specialty fruit for its quality and delicious results. We join them for all of that and unparalleled convenience. Oregon fruit is everything you dream of in a grocery store shortcut. It saves you time and effort without any sacrifice of quality or flavor. In fact, it elevates your baking. How else can you bake with red tart cherries canned with just two simple ingredients, cherries and water, that are also non-GMO project verified, contain zero high fructose corn syrup, and compact in cans with BPA-free linings. And hey... Though we're all about making holiday baking easy, longtime listeners know that we also love using Oregon fruit in our savory cooking and, of course, cocktails. We've got Instagram evidence to prove it. We sure do. Join us in stocking our holiday pantries with Oregon fruit. You can find them at your local grocery store and online at walmart.com or Amazon. 
We want our appetizers to be easy to portion, easy to cook. They should be one bite and they should be super flavorful. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. And this week's episode is all about easy holiday appetizers. I clearly wanted to be a jingle writer or something. I feel Listen. like every time I get to introduce the topic, I like do it in some jingly, singy way. It could be your bit. It's like how I do the <laughs> at the end of recordings, weirdly. Um, I don't really think our it. listeners want that. <laughs> I don't think they really actually want that, but I do think we all want easy holiday appetizers. We I do. feel like a little like Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec, where I just feel like apps and desserts are life. <laughs> Especially this year. Especially this year. But hey, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you find yourself with an extra minute, please leave us a rating or a review. Those things really help busy home cooks find us. All right. Okay. Advertisers are the best. (laughs) Obviously. I feel like if I could, if I didn't have to feed my family, I would subsist purely on appetizers. Okay, so I completely agree with you, but I think this is a funny thing that we're talking about because some people think appetizers, the meatballs are appetizers. Well, so obviously we could subsist on meatballs. We recorded an entire episode on meatballs, (laughs) but then also like cheese on crackers is an appetizer. I could subsist on that too. And I think you probably could. That would be my prediction. Uh, 100%. Yes, absolutely. So I think like the really simple appetizers, the ones that you can't like scale up into a dinner on their own necessarily, even those I could subsist on. You just need to give me enough volume. Yeah. Right. But like I could eat a tub of hummus and that would be like a whole tub of hummus. With veggies and crackers, like that is an app that could be an appetizer and also would be a meal for me. And I well, would then be so content may- eating that. Maybe everything can be scaled up because we've have a whole episode on hummus and turning that into dinner. But we did talk about like topping it with salad and prepped vegetables and maybe rotisserie chicken. So it's a little bit different. So let's hone in on what exactly we mean today when we're talking about easy holiday appetizers. Because I know that we're really trying to think this year especially about the fact that a lot of people are tired. Oh my gosh, so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Tired of cooking. Oh, absolutely. Right? Don't want to clean another dish. Don't want to clean another dish. Don't want to cook anymore. We're just tired in general, like bone tired on the inside. Oh, my gosh. And then also maybe not celebrating with as many people, not celebrating in the usual ways, whatever it is you're celebrating. And we think that easy appetizers... We're talking about them being easy to make, to address that tired part of it, but then also like easy to eat and serve when you're thinking about like having a smaller group or maybe a socially distant holiday gathering outside if that's still yeah. available to you. Or like a Zoom happy hour, a Zoom so happy you can hour. see yes. your friends, even if they live down the street, like you can deliver food to them and you guys can have appetizers and a drink together. So it's kind of easy 360 
And what to you, like, what does that look like? What kind of recipes do you pull when you're thinking about easy in this very particular specific context? I want to say easy one more time because I want to talk about appetizers that are easy to eat too. One of Mm, my like personal uh beefs is when something is like said it's portioned as an appetizer and then it takes you like 27 bites to get through it. I want every appetite and like this is how freaking bone tired I am. I want every appetizer to be like easy to pop in my mouth in one bite and like chew up. I don't want to do more labor in eating appetizers. Here, here, (laughs) here. And I don't even care that that sounds incredibly spoiled and bougie. Uh, Give me one bite appetizers for life. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about, we're going to talk about store-bought shortcuts. We're going to talk about uh, just a few ingredients to pull your appetizer together. We're going to talk about whatever the yield is, that it's easy to eat, too. It's not messy. It's one bite. It's something you can make a whole bunch of, like, super quickly. What about heating it up? Are we including hot appetizers here? I think yes. I think as long as it's, like, a minimal, like, I can pop pop a tray of whatever it is in the oven and then serve it without a bunch of fuss and like a lot of assembly, I think that makes still an easy appetizer. I agree. I'm so glad you said that. I don't know why I asked the question because if you had said no, I'd be like, wait. You'd be like, (laughs) but what about meatballs? (laughs) Also, I want to say something else, which I think is critical to appetizers is like they're flavorful. You can't have boring, bland appetizers, especially if you're going to try and make them part of entertaining, however that looks in 2020, but also like if that's the meal, they shouldn't, they should be really flavorful. It's my strong opinion. So I think that this is the time to go through your pantry. Remember in fall when you went apple picking and you stopped at that random, like charming farm stand and you're like, oh, look at like the pickled garlic and the crazy like apple butters. And then you put them in your pantry and you forgot about them. Pull them out, like all the little special things, you know, and start shopping in your pantry first. But all those little flavor boosters that get kind of lost in the shuffle for your everyday weekday cooking, especially these days, (laughs) pull that stuff out, right? Yeah. Garlic chili crisp, um, like, I don't know, experiment, even like think about putting fish sauce on something like, like get crazy to boost the flavor because these are little bites, right? You're not going to have flavor building over time. You're going to have someone taking one bite of this, one bite of that. So that one bite counts. It matters. Also, I think it's really funny you say like when you went apple picking this fall, I did not. So maybe your experience is like mine where you impulse bought a bunch of stuff that Stacy recommended from Thrive Market. And now you're <laughs> like, oh, shoot, I need to use up that chili paste. How am I going to do it? <laughs> totally. Um, now is the time. Okay. We've, the, we've laid the sort of ground rules. We want our appetizers to be easy to portion easy to cook. They should be one bite and they should be super flavorful. So with those rules set in front of you, Stacey, what easy holiday appetizers are you making this year? So I have to say that a lot of what I make every year kind of fits the bill, strangely. One of my absolute number one, it isn't the holiday season unless I have this once, 
are devils on horseback. So these are done a lot of different ways. I've seen people use prunes or dates. You can stuff the prunes or dates with different things ranging from like an almond to blue cheese. But the idea is this like sweet dried fruit. I use dates and it's great. You just buy them pitted already wrapped with a little bit of bacon. It's so delicious. I use a Marcona almond. Marcona almonds are absolutely a splurge, but they're just so like the perfect saltiness. And they also aren't, they have no skin on them, which is really nice for this bite. But I just buy pita dates. I stuff it with the almond. I take a strip of bacon. And in this case, I have to say, I've made these so, so, so many times. That fancy, delicious, thick, cut bacon is not the way to go. Like it's because it will unravel easily. You want the bacon to be like really nice and thin cut. It gets the right ratio of like bacon salty to sweet. Like grab the supermarket breakfast bacon, cut one piece in half, wrap it around, put it on a parchment lined baking sheet with the seam of the bacon wherever it kind of ended down so it doesn't unravel while baking. And then just, you know, line them up. You don't even have to space them out that much. Line them up on your parchment lined baking sheet and bake at 350 until the bacon is crisp. It's so good. Use a rimmed baking sheet because that bacon fat will get all over your stove or oven rather. And ask me how I know that. (laughs) Now, Susie, with devils on horseback, is there a way to make like a vegetarian version of that? Because that salty sweet sounds so good. And I feel like there has to be an easy hack if you're, if you don't eat meat. I don't know. That's a great question. I think we should put that out to any of our vegetarian listeners. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, I believe it has its history in British cooking. I don't know. Have you ever had a, I mean, you could just stuff a date or a prune. I mean, if you stuffed it with like blue cheese and an almond, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. You get some of you, you know, you get the sweet from the prune or the date and then the salty and sharp from the cheese and just warm it through. I don't know. I think one of the things that's so delicious about Devils on Horseback is that like the bacon fat sort of cooks and makes almost like a dressing for the dates and the almond in the baking dish. So I wonder if you just made like a very olive oil heavy vinaigrette and did like a nice olive oil maybe a dash of liquid smoke or some smoked paprika and then a tiny bit of like sherry vinegar, like really a tiny bit because you don't want to take away from the dates and pour that over your little stuffed dates before you pop them in the oven. If that would make some sort of, it wouldn't be quite devils on horseback, right? But like you'd still get that fatty flavor from the olive oil. You'd get some smoky flavor from the paprika or the liquid smoke, and then a little bit of sharpness from the vinegar. I feel an experiment coming on. Yeah, or I love in it. Show notes, girl. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So devils on horseback. What else? Phyllis? Um, you know, the easiest appetizer in the world is baked brie. You know, a lot of people do like herb honey on top, toasted nuts, a combination of the two, but like really go all out. Like think about like the trendy ingredients this year. I don't know, like garlic chili crisp, like would that be good or not be good? Or maybe like using the garlic chili crisp 
to toast like sweet and spicy pecans and then putting that on top of the brie. Even just a pile of chopped bacon bits, like the mm. homemade bacon bits, piling that on top of brie and then, you know, brie that's been warmed. I bet that would be delicious. Roasting fruit. We all know you would love roasted grapes. <laughs> okay. I don't love roasted grapes because that texture doesn't work for me. <laughs> but last year I did a baked brie with drained tart cherries from Oregon fruit yes. and a little bit of chopped bacon and a tiny bit of red pepper flake. So I'm loving the idea of the chili crisp and all and like Cooked fruit, soft fruit is okay. Just not, it's not great. <laughs> Just not grapes. Just not grapes. <laughs> um, so that's like always, you know, a great appetizer. A lot of people bake brie in puff pastry. Um, personally, I just happen to like, it's just a preference, like regular baked brie and then use that puff pastry to make something else. <laughs> then you maximize your budget <laughs> and your ingredients, right? Yeah, I will say that um, puff pastry wrapped brie is not, I would not qualify that as easy. It takes time and a little bit of skill and you're much better off just like having the baked brie on its own and using the puff pastry for something else for sure. Yes, right. And puff pastry is so great. I mean, honestly, you can, there are, we didn't talk about make ahead as part of this definition of easy, but I think that that counts. If you saute like a ton of mushrooms or caramelized onions, you can literally do that four or five days ahead of time. And just filling some puff pastry or topping a little square of puff pastry with mushrooms or onions is like a beautiful thing. And then drizzle with nice olive oil or put a dollop of creme fraiche on top and you're done. That's three ingredients. Yes. Oh gosh. We have that beautiful tart that we made this summer with tomatoes. It's based on like a Southern tomato pie in our partnership with Cabot cheese. You could absolutely riff on that with like roasted butternut squash or caramelized onions, like you mentioned, and you can caramelize onions in the slow cooker. So you could do that like days in advance and would be totally hands off. Honestly, though, like you could buy some onion jam or like bacon onion jam from the grocery store Swipe that onto your puff pastry, put a little bit of Parmesan cheese, even like pre-grated from the grocery store, and that would make a killer and super easy appetizer. Yeah, and I like this idea. So you're mentioning squash. I have an idea that I do sometimes using cranberry chutney. Mm. And so like doubling up, thinking about like when is it that you're having people over are you already cooking another holiday dinner for like two days later or the, the next day or next evening? So if you're making cranberry sauce in your Instant Pot, for example, for Thanksgiving, can you make a little bit extra and then put that on top of your warmed brie? Or I love cranberry chutney on top of a little bit of fried halloumi. And fried alumi, I have to say, you literally just cut it, drizzle the pan with olive oil and fry it. It does get rubbery if it sits very long, but it's so quick and easy. And if it's just a small gathering and people are going to, you know, you put it out and people are going to start eating within the next like 10 minutes, it works very nicely. But, you know, again, like you're making squash for a family dinner, double it up and then put it in your puff pastry. That would normally be a more labor intensive appetizer if we were asking you to roast the squash just for your appetizer. But if you're making the squash anyway... 
cook once, eat twice. You know how we do. Yes. Or use a really quick cooking squash like delicata and buy some borsan cheese, which is like you can get the flavor kind where it's herbs and garlic in it already. Spread that on your puff pastry, delicata squash on top. Roast the whole thing while you drink a cocktail. Ooh, cocktails. Oh, wait, that's not what we're talking about. Oh, we should be. Uh, we should okay. be. Maybe that's the follow-up mini episode. Before we get to more easy appetizer ideas, let's hear from this week's sponsors. Our families have adapted a lot this year, and with creative problem solving, we've discovered new ways to tackle life's day-to-day. Now, we're doing the same through the holidays. In the same way that KiwiCo helped engage our kids through summer and at-home schooling, they're helping fill the holiday season with wonder and ease. Every month, KiwiCo delivers everything you need for hands-on science, art, and geography projects. And with crates available for kids of all ages, they make gift-giving easy for us grown-ups and being home seriously fun for kids during a holiday season that looks different. Each KiwiCo crate is an experience that sparks discovery. When a robot walks, a rocket launches, and a heart beats into a stethoscope that they built, these are magical moments that inspire a lifetime of curiosity and learning. Plus, there's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time, making KiwiCo the no-brainer holiday gift of the year. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code D-I-J-F-Y. That's 50% off your first month for every purchase made in November and December at K-I-W-Y-C-O dot com. Promo code D-I-J-F-Y. Short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Megan, I have such exciting news. The award-winning podcast, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, is back with an all-new season. This time, you'll hear stories narrated by incredible women from the worlds of art, music, business, and sports about amazing immigrant women from all over the planet that have helped change the world in so many ways. I know! Ella and I love to listen, and this season we've been hearing stories about women including Carmen Miranda, an acclaimed dancer and movie star from Brazil, Teresa Lee, an activist working to bring dreamers out of the shadows, and Noor Inayat Khan, a princess who became a spy. I love that you listen with Ella, and you know what? I listen with Oliver, too. Research shows that only 19% of children's books showcase women with jobs or career ambition. The Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls podcast is an amazing resource for parents of children of any gender to inspire, educate, and instill confidence in all little rebels everywhere. The new season started on September 15th. Catch up now with your little rebel. You can find the Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls award-winning educational podcast on your favorite podcast player. I know you have more ideas. What else? I don't know. Okay, so do we think that stuffed mushrooms count as really easy? OMG, yes. Right? Because someone, maybe it was my in real life BFF, Patty Catalano on Kitchen, wrote a thing where you literally take the stem out of the mushroom and you take bulk sausage, pop it into the mushroom and roast the whole thing. Two ingredients, and you have mushroom, stuffed mushrooms. And dude, that sounds delicious. <laughs> and again, like if you take it out and you're like, you know, if you splurge from like the house made sausage from your local butcher or something, like if that's your jam, yeah, like that'll be great, just that. But you know, you just grab something at the supermarket and you're like, oh, this is okay. 
you know what? Like hit it with a little flaky salt. Again, the chili garlic crisp or a dollop of the creme fraiche or like take that good olive oil that you splurged on and put a drizzle on top or like, you know, balsamic vinegar. There's so many ways that you can just give it a hit of something else to take a two or three ingredient appetizer if it's feeling just like good to great and totally delicious. Yeah. And forever like cheese, just putting cheese, cheese. like <laughs> some cheese. pecorino romano oh, grated delicious. on top right before you serve them. I was also or, thinking of um, Jacobson sea salt. Like I love their smoked salt and they have like a Pinot Noir salt and that would be beautiful. A, a beautiful finish to tons of these appetizer ideas too. Yes. Toasted breadcrumbs. I mean, we talk about this a little bit in our soup episode actually. Yeah. But a lot of those ideas of how you would top your soup you know, garlic toasted breadcrumbs, frizzled onions or shallots. You know, again, these are things you can make ahead of time. You let it cool, you put it in your mason jar, and then you hit the appetizer right at the end before serving. And it just feels special. Love. I love all of those. Okay. I feel like we have to talk about cheese. I was literally just going to say that. Can I, okay, you talked about topping a wheel of brie and we talked about how arduous the like puff pastry thing can be. And I thought of it and then I forgot. Trader Joe's makes tiny, and I think you can get them at Costco too. They make tiny wheels of brie, which those would be so perfect if you're going to do like socially distant cheese plates. I have never seen this cuteness. They're real. They really are. They're just like so stinking cute. Um, and I'm seeing a lot on Instagram, these sort of like cheese cones. I know that sounds weird, but you know, the paper cones that like sometimes popcorn is served in, or maybe you get like to- um, roasted chestnuts in them mm-hmm. um, at the farmer's market. Totally. So just those like paper cones. You can find them on Amazon. I know Shop Sweet Lulu, which is one of my favorite party supply places, they sell variations on them. And so instead of like a plate of cheese that everyone's like touching or individual plates, like maybe you just don't have enough tiny plates to make everyone their own cheese plate. You could take one of those cones, put a mini wheel of brie in it, some some breadsticks, some cut up fruit, a little drizzle of honey on top of it all, and then each of your guests gets their own individual serving of cheese. That's such a cute idea. Uh, but I know that you have another idea of a socially distanced cheese board, which I thought was incredibly fun well, and funny. I was just thinking about <laughs> social distance <laughs> in general. The idea yeah. of di- We've spent so much of this year thinking about distance, right? Like distance to keep ourselves safe, distance from friends. And I... <laughs> It just occurred to me in this weird, funny thought as I was scrolling through Instagram and saw like one of these like packed, decadent cheese boards. Like maybe this is the year to distance our cheese boards. Like enough with like every single nook and cranny is covered in this beautiful pattern. Like let it air out. Like just two cheeses, like a wheel of brie that's topped in a cheese ball. Space in between. You know, you don't want a lot of dead space because that really can start to look weird if you want a beautiful presentation. But a sprig or two or three of rosemary or of sage, you know, can fill it out beautifully instead of like a big pile of nuts and crackers. Maybe spread out those almonds, you know, (laughs) like have the little honey dripper thing like laid out on the board, like with some space around it. 
I don't know. We're going to have to create it so that people can visualize and see what I mean. But I think that it's a lot easier to design and it doesn't feel as high pressure as those incredibly like packed, beautiful, Pinteresty, Instagrammy cheese boards. You get to buy less. I think we're all going into the holidays feeling budget conscious. Yeah. And we're just feeding fewer people, generally speaking, in the holidays. Like you don't need a selection of five cheeses and three toppings and jam, quince jam and this and that. You know, just kind of giving it all space and going easy. And I think that it's funny coming from the maximalist. But I, I was think, just about I to know. say, I was, I was just about to say, Billis, quarantine I coronavirus <laughs> has changed you because I cannot <laughs> even believe that you're saying you don't need five types of cheese. Dude, we need a minimalist <laughs> cheese board. I never thought I'd get here. Also, this is a good reminder that we have a whole entire episode about cheese boards. And while you might have to make some considerations and some small changes, the principles in that will help you build a really easy cheese board. Like you you just need like one type of soft cheese and one hard or semi-soft cheese. Definitely finish it with some herbs and think about like what pairings pair with both cheeses instead of going hog wild and having 27 different pairings. Totally. And just have, you know, we've talked in that episode about a variety of textures and flavors. So have something sweet like the honey or the jam, have something salty. It can be almonds. Maybe it's just your crackers. And that gives you some both visual interest and also palate interest, you know, yes. it's, you'll get a lot of different possible flavor combinations. But yes. again, that can all happen with only a handful of ingredients. And we're here for that this year. <laughs> Cheese plate skewers also, I think, are a really oh. great idea where it's like you could do that sort of single bite of like a sharp cheddar, a cube of diced apple, and maybe you put a little bit of like rosemary salt on it Ooh. and serve it that way. <clears throat> and a little country ham, like a little, mm, I, I always okay. add the meat. Listen. I know, I'm sorry, it sounds so good. But you know what I just envisioned? You know how like, they're, these are really popular, like caprese skewers, and they're mm-hmm. always on those cocktail toothpicks. Yes. And like this year, it's like cheese board on a stick. <laughs> you only want to use one toothpick. I just imagine like a long wooden skewer. Oh my gosh, skewer. that's so funny. I didn't even think of it like that. I was thinking of the single bite, but you know how like you sometimes see they were trendy for a while and I think candy shops still make them the like super tall candy skewers. Yes. yes. Like that, but a cheese, like it's yeah. like a cheese saber almost. I'm yeah. really here for this. <laughs> All the trends were around cheese that we're going to make go viral this holiday season. Okay. You mentioning country ham, though, got me thinking about sliders and how you can make like mini biscuits and then put ham and jam and cheese on them. And that those are like a perfect little one bite appetizer that's maybe a little more substantial if that's like the meal while you're entertaining. I love that. I usually do that at my holiday party because I never know when you have a holiday party, you're like, are people going to eat before? Are they not? Also, how much are people going to drink and how much do they know? So I always love having little like hand pie type things. So there's a local place in Brooklyn that I love called Dub Pies that does New Zealand style meat pies. 
Mm-hmm. They also have like a curry veg, but they have uh, minced meat and cheese, which is amazing, delicious. But also spinach pie, store-bought from Trader Joe's or Costco. So something that you can pick up that's like filled and more filling. And then a big pile of biscuits, sliced ham, pimento cheese. Like make your own little sandwich. So yes. you want to pre-do it this year. And also, I know you, Megan... And I know you're going to make your biscuits from scratch. And I know that's really simple and easy for you. But I just want to say, like, let's also talk about store-bought shortcuts before we end here. Because I know that sounds a little more involved, but not if you buy the biscuits and you buy the ham and you buy the cheese. Then it's just assembly. I do want to talk about store-bought shortcuts, but I want to talk about two other things first. Great. While we're on the subject of wrapping meat or wrapping filling in like a puff pastry or in a pizza dough, we can't forget sausage in a Snuggie, which is like one of my favorite recipes and super easy. It's like pigs in a blanket, but instead of individually wrapping little teeny tiny sausages and little strips of puff pastry, you just use a whole strip of puff pastry and a sausage and then you cut them after they come out of the oven. Also, I would die of absolute joy slash laughter if someone served like pizza pockets as (laughs) an appetizer. I don't even mean like from scratch with a nice pepperoni, like give me some pizza pockets and or pizza poppers and just heat them up in the air fryer so they're extra crispy. And I would just, I think we need that sort of like irreverence and joy this year. I'm so here for that. I mean, listen, you can have like a whole funny like kid themed because we all... Lord knows yeah, the kids are just around, kids. right? <gasps> like there's not that a whole one. lot of like mom and dad are going to a grown up party now this year. Um, <laughs> they're like playing in the backyard all bundled up while we're like having a cocktail socially distant <laughs> with friends and like just doing like a whole kids thing, like Snuggy in a sausage Snuggy, pigs chicken in a blanket, nuggets, p- chicken nuggets. Tots. I love that. Yes. I really want to actually do that and eat that for myself. Not corn dogs, mini corn dogs. Yes. Oh, the air fryer corn dogs from our air fryer yes. episode would be so perfect because they are they can be on a stick too. On the whole other end of the spectrum before we talk about <laughs> short, shortcuts is veggies. I have a whole article we'll link to uh, like 10 ways to make a better veggie plate that I wrote this summer, which was like peak veggie time and Honestly, we were using veggie plates as a meal instead of as like a snack. And so I got a lot of ideas from that. But I just want to talk really quickly about this idea of like raw veggies can be very filling. They can look beautiful on your cheese board or in a cheese cone or however you do it. But please, for the love of gravy, season your raw vegetables, salt, dried herbs, fresh herbs, a vinaigrette. I don't care what it is. Please don't serve me like baby carrots. Please just a little bit of salt on them. That's it. That's all I want to say about that. Okay. Let's talk about store-bought shortcuts, Billis. Okay. All right. We talked about puff pastry. Have it on hand. Or go to Trader Joe's or Costco's and get those like pastry shells that are already shaped even easier. Although, again, I really more, I like puff pastry more than phyllo. And puff pastry, you don't have to like put it in a little muffin tin or yeah, anything like that. You can literally just cut a square. To work with. And I want to say puff pastry and grated cheese, like literally fold, like roll your puff pastry out on cheese cut it into little strips and pop it in the oven. You've like instant little cheese straws. Yes. 
Okay, we also didn't talk about the fact that you can make just like cheese crisps. You can literally grate cheese onto a parchment paper lined baking sheet yes. and bake it into like crisps. Also, you can buy those too. Those are so <laughs> popular right now. And if you like them and the shortcut is to buy it, go for it. But I have to say, they're kind of pricey. They're ki- they are. They really are. Yeah. And so it could be easier to do at home. And that is really simple. Listen, store-bought dips. We've talked about this. We have a whole hummus episode and we talk about all the different ways that you can top hummus. We were talking about dinner in that episode. So the ideas are simple, but a little bit more involved than I think you need. I just want to give a plug for tossing a drained can of chickpeas with a little olive oil, salt, and pepper, putting it on a rimmed baking sheet, baking it in a 350 oven until they get crispy, and then putting those on top of store-bought hummus that you've scooped into a plate. It looks beautiful. It suggests that your hummus is homemade. (laughs) And I love a good suggestion. (laughs) You can decide what you answer if they ask. Yeah, we're not lying. It's a suggestion. Omitting information. You know, and then a little smoked paprika on top. Using your the back of your spoon, once you scoop your dip from the store-bought container into a bowl, using your spoon to create a little swirl, the back of the spoon, and then drizzling olive oil in that swirl, and then sprinkling, again, those frizzled shallots or peppers or crisp chickpeas or just a little smoked paprika for a little pop of taste and color fresh herbs on top. Those make like tzatziki topped with fresh dill and a little olive oil is beautiful. The only thing that we have to think about though this year is that's like, if it's just your family, um, you might want to make little individual ramekins. If you're hosting. If you're hosting. You can actually buy, I know this is like that, that's, you have to find the sweet spot for yourself between like safety and also how you feel about food waste. But I just saw at the grocery store, they sell those little like condiment containers that come with a lid, which is really great if you want to make like a cheese plate or a crudite plate and like take it to one of your friends and then have a Zoom happy hour where you guys are all sharing the same snacks. So do look for those like packaging things at this the grocery store too. The little condiment cups, pie plates, the kind that come with a cover, the like foil kind. Stacey, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So that you can tr- make a little cheese plate and transfer them. Or even those like take and toss containers, which can be reused later. But then you don't have to like bug your friends about returning your favorite Tupperware. Totally. I'm so glad you mentioned tzatziki because I am really in this thing right now where I love to buy full fat Greek yogurt and then flavor it with like herbs and garlic and eat that as a dip. I think it's so easy and so delicious. Also, borsan, I said it before, but I'll say it again, is such an easy way to add a ton of flavor to a bunch of things that you're making as appetizers, or it can be its own like soft cheese as part of a cheese plate. What else do you buy at the grocery store as shortcuts for appetizers, Stacey? Well, I mentioned spinach pie and cheese pie. That's always like a go-to for me. I like hit the freezer section of your Costco. You know, oh, you had mentioned that they have mini croissants, which I haven't seen, but I'm going to totally keep an eye out for. Yes. And mini quiches that are like already 
they're ready to go. You literally just reheat them in the oven. And then like you were saying, you could top a little bit, like put a little creme fraiche on top or some fresh herbs. And that would make it feel like maybe you made it homemade, even if you didn't. It's a suggestion, <laughs> Megan. It's just a little suggestion. Also, I can't believe we talked about Costco and we didn't talk about, and like meatballs, and we didn't talk about chicken wings. I think chicken wings are really underrated and more people should be cooking and eating them. I mean, I love chicken wings and so do my kids. I think of them as being, because I'm the chicken lady, <laughs> I make them myself. So, but you don't have to do that. Like, they're frozen chicken wings, right? Yeah. you can just kind of, like, pop into the oven. Like, they're ready, like, trimmed yeah. and dealt with. Yeah. Or, your or air the air fryer. fryer. I knew you were going to say it, even though I don't have <laughs> one. That makes me want to get one. I have to tell you, I bought, like, a Thrive box of their meats. And one of the things that came in it was chicken wings. And we just did salt and pepper, and I put them in the air fryer, and then I served them with Trade Street Jam's smoked peach jam, which oh, is, like, really yes. just peaches. It's not even sweetened, and they were so freaking good. Oh, so that good. sounds delicious. And I'm glad you brought up Trade Street Jam. We've talked about them before. It's a woman-owned company. She's out of Brooklyn. Give Ashley a shout-out. She makes She's the most mama. delicious, new mama, the most delicious yeah. vegan low sugar jams that my kids are obsessed with. Oliver ate her. She has a limited edition cranberry sage. Check the site right now to see if you can still get some. I bought four bottles like as soon as she announced the pre-sale because Oliver can eat the whole thing in two sittings. And I'm super picky about homemade cranberry sauce. This is the first pre-made cranberry anything that I would ever consider like serving in place of my own homemade cranberry sauce. Whoa, so good. that's a big up right it there. Is, it's seriously so good. All right. Do you have any like fun ideas? I just want to make sure that like, if you're not bringing people into your home, you mentioned the Zoom cocktail hour thing. I think that is so sweet and cute. Pack everything up or maybe if that's just too much work because maybe it's a larger group of friends, maybe share three recipes that you all decide to make together and have everybody make it and then get on Zoom. You can maybe make a big batch cocktail or a punch and get bottles and, you know, like those water bottles, those French style water bottles that they put on tables in some restaurants. You know, you that can buy you them can... at Ikea if you yeah. have an Ikea close to you. Yeah. And, you know, we'll link to them too and just fill it with the cocktail and maybe like deliver those and then share recipes. There's lots of ways that we can kind of happy hour together, even though we have to be socially distant with most of our friends these days. I'm going to say something I'm going to regret saying later, having just sent out all the Halloween stuff. <laughs> but what if we did a Zoom happy hour with our listeners? I think that would Could be we fantastic. Do that? I mean, we go live every Thursday already. Yeah. Right? So why not? We should have a Zoom happy hour. we can make a hour. cocktail recipe or like an appetizer recipe and we can all do it together. Sometime after this episode airs, like in December. Yes, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's make that a promise. I am like out of other fun ideas right now. Speaking but of being you know bone what? tired. Our listeners are never done. They always have great ideas. 
So with that, I think we should make sure that you're subscribed to our newsletter to get an exclusive recipe plus our pick of the week every single week. You can subscribe at didn'tijustfeedyou.com or follow the link in our Instagram bio. And speaking of Insta, you can find us there and also on Facebook as at Didn't I Just Feed You. Just keep in mind that the real action on Facebook is happening in our private listeners group. The answer to be let into that is whiskey. You'll know when you try to join us. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss a single episode. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our amazing editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review. You can also find Stacy and Megan on Facebook and Instagram as Didn't I Just Feed You. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.